Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Johnson. We are back with the latest episode of the Team Building Podcast. Uh, this is where we interview and mastermind with other top mega agents and operations managers, marketing directors, and other high-ranking staff of the top teams around the country. And uh, in this particular episode, we're going to be talking with a great operations manager of one of the top teams around the country, and we're going to be getting her perspective on everything from maximizing profit and financials and how she works with her team leader and little bit of the structure. Uh, we're going to go super deep on a few things so that you get a ton of value uh, if you are currently running or are looking to build a team, especially if you're expanding, uh, even if it's just your own state or if you're expanding around the country. We want to go super deep on some things that will be uh, really of value to you and give you some insight into how other teams around the country are operating so that you uh, can apply those concepts to your business. So first of all, let's bring in the regular co-host, Jeff Cohn. Jeff, what's up today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Super pumped today. Uh, this is going to be a great topic. I don't know that we've ever gone down this vein, and I'm really appreciative of Krista uh, jumping on this call or podcast with us today and taking part in this. I know this is a huge value for a lot of people, so thank you very much for being here. That's right. Yeah, and Krista, tell us, uh, oh, yeah, and we, we really, really appreciate you being here. I know this is not your typical role to be kind of out in front, but that is the point of the podcast <laughs> is to get... Got it. To go. <laughs> yeah, so we want to bring people like yourself uh, kind of out from behind the scenes because you're the one that's running things on a day-to-day -day tactical level. You're really in the trenches doing this stuff. And so kind of give us a, a little bit of background on who you are, uh, where you're based at, and what your role is within the Five Doors team. Sure. Um, so as far as um, my background goes, I actually graduated. I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. And from there, um, I joined um, Keller Williams. I started with Keller Williams in 2003 as the market center administrator um, for the office in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And then in about 2010, I helped launch the Hagerstown, Maryland office. I worked there for about three years. Um, again, working as the admin, and then I began looking for more opportunities, and, um, you know, I, I tapped into a few things, but ultimately I ended up uh, working with um, Seth Campbell and Lori Hopkins as regional assistant for the Keller Williams, Maryland, D.C. region, um, so super blessed um, that God put me on that path because I got to work with some really amazing leaders um, in the Maryland, D.C. region and outside of it. Um, but from there, I was um, introduced to Five Doors. Um, being in that uh, regional role, I started working and getting to know some of the Five Doors leaders. And at one point, um, Seth and I started chatting and learning about that the team's mission, the vision, um, really actually blew me away. Like um, to, you know, this team is focused on building generational wealth through real estate. And it's really an honor, a huge blessing to be part of. So I actually began um, in 2015 um, working um, with the largest expansion team in the country. And just to give you an idea as far as like five doors and a little bit of background. Um, so there, there were four like mega uh, producers, right? Um, 
And they decided, you know, they all came together. They had the same vision. Um, they were in a line, and they wanted to launch um, an expansion team. So they did it a little bit um, different. Um, it's a unique than most expansion teams that you'll see. Like, most expansion teams have this team, and then they expand off of it. Um, what happened with um, Five Doors and their investors, they decided to fund and build from the, you know, from scratch a, a, an expansion team. And, um, you know, so like in, and you can see it in our trends from 2014, like they started the year like zero GCI. Um, by the end of 2015, their second year in um, production, they had closed over two million in GCI. I mean, they were ranked number 21 in units and number 40 by volume with real trends. So, I mean, for being at second year in production, um, I, that's amazing results. Um, and is that and billion with a B? Two billion? Is it that here? That correct? Million, million. Two million. Now, let me ask you, Chris. We we're talking about so we're talking about just the one expansion office, not Five Doors as a whole, right? Um, well, no, this is Five Doors, and it's like okay. I said, it's not the investors. Like their teams are yeah, not yeah. connected. So that's, that's what these, I was going to ask. Does it include the four are, top producers' production, or just the expansion right. team? Yeah. This is just the expansion okay. part, right? Gotcha. So it does not include any of the investors' numbers. That's great. That's that impressive. Sense, yeah. How many locations have they gone into, Krista? So we are actually, um, we just approved one. Um, so we're in eight different locations that are, are the expansion locations. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Very cool. All right, so uh, so let's dive in a little bit with uh, so we talked about your background and stuff like that. So with with it being kind of a unique structure, you've got you know four four investors. Who are you dealing with mainly? And uh, and obviously you're you're the personality type that's really suited to operations. That that's your role. Um, right. So how how do you best kind of go about what's what's your communication like? And is it you know do you have some regular structured communication to kind of keep the you know to make sure that things stay on track with your with the person that's above you? Yes. Um, so as far as like who I am in communication with, um, that's Marcy and she's like, um, she oversees like the admin operations division. And so um, we actually um, have what's called a 411. And if you're not familiar with what, the, what a 411 is, it's basically an accountability tool um, that allows us to stay on track. So basically um, you have this goal that you set for the year. And then you break it down by month. Um, so each month we we create a whole new one. And then um, for that month we break it down by week. So it's like, um, what's that? What's the one thing or your top 20% that needs to get done this month, this week, in order to hit that yearly goal, right? So we are constantly in conversation about that. So I um, speak with her once a week on that via phone call. And we chat and go over that and see, you know, um, what were my challenges? What did I accomplish? Um, what do I need to do this week um, in order to hit those goals? So, and, she, and she's one of the four. Is she one of the four mega producers that that founded, or is she the uh, step below them? Uh, right, she's right below them. Um, yeah, she works. Like I said, 
the operations and admin are kind of combined. So Marcy oversees them. And then we have um, a lead gen division and Ben oversees that division. Yeah, I'm curious about that, just about the, the team structure and kind of how you guys are trying to consolidate things. So when you say like the admin and operations division, uh, do you guys have like a central place where you're trying to do transaction management and coordination for all of your different offices or are you managing people that are kind of in each office? So um, are you referring to like a CRM or something like that? No, no, just in terms of uh, like on, on, the, on the operation side uh, for your, do you have like a centralized place where you're trying to provide like transaction coordination where the agents can just hand off the deal once, the, once they're oh, on the contract okay. to somebody that's like a, like a separate physical location or does each office have their own admin staff and you're managing them remotely? So um, our admin, they are all virtual, and Marcy oversees them, and she assigns them um, to di different locations. So some admin, like, and it is like role specific. So we have um, admin that is um, listing manager only, and then we have like transaction coordinator only. So they're focused on that. So um, like we have one gal that does Oregon and Phoenix. Um, it depends on the number of transactions. So um, we're able to spread that out. Um, but um, we do have like one site. So an agent would literally like if they get a new contract or a new listing, like they would go to our five doors transaction site and they would click the link to submit their contract, um, their contract or their listing. And once they submit it, it goes to the appropriate um, uh, admin and then they take it from there. Awesome. Is there a fee attached to that per transaction? So in all of those eight expansion locations, when a buyer agent or a listing agent executes a deal, are they collecting a fee from their client and or is Five Door collecting a fee from that person, which is your client, I guess that agent, to cover the cost of that admin? Yeah, so in states that will allow it, um, obviously we have to watch um, state regulations, but um, if, if we can, we will charge that to the, to the client. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Does that, does that vary in every state? Yeah. The, amount, the legality of the it amount. and the amount you charge? The legality. We, we keep the same amount, um, but it's, it's the legality. Like, we just have to make sure that we're in compliance. Okay. Gotcha. And so are you guys able to actually, like, offset most of your admin costs through that, or is it just kind of offsetting a chunk of it? Um, really, it's just offsetting a chunk of it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to speak to, Max, I think our audience would like to hear it, is our team in Omaha has offset completely, 100% zero-based, um, our admin expense through our broker fee. This year, we'll make about $300,000 off broker fees. We charge $600 on the buy side and $1,000 on the sell side. So when we launched our expansion platform, Elite Real Estate Systems, just you know about a year ago, not even a year ago, uh, we expected that the people we partnered with in those four cities would be able to easily implement the additional fees, and they have implemented them, but it's been a big challenge to help them get their agents on board with charging right. that additional fee and then seeing the value of having an admin person do it because so many agents are so used to doing all their own transaction coordinating, but we know that by offset, you know, leveraging that to somebody else is going to give the agent more time to do what they should be doing, which is meeting with people in person and prospecting for more leads. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And did I did I hear that correctly that they also have listing managers? So so if someone takes a listing on your on, on your team, on the five doors team, is there someone that's actually running the listing and communicating with the seller client, or are they just kind of taking care of the back end in terms of the you know getting it up on, on the MLS and taking care of the marketing end of things? Um 
I, I think it's a combination. Um, you know, I don't get into the admin side, so I don't know exactly everything that they're doing over there, but I do know like they are in communication with the seller, um, but they are putting in, like doing that back end, uh, that back end work. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So we, yeah, we talked a little bit about the admin role, um, also those broker fees. Um, how do you guys handle in terms of um, structure surrounding training? How does Five Doors make sure that all of their expansion teams has the same culture? Yeah, so we um, actually uh, just started a boot camp, um, which started in our Goodyear location. And um, they are having agents go through that before um, they can actually join the team. So it gets them into culture. It gets them into knowing the activities um, cool. that they need to go through. And then as far as like other training, like um, our lead gen division has really like stepped it up. Um, you know, I feel like it's, um, you know, I'm going to give out a shout to Ben Pixar and I must say like he has really um, done an amazing job over there. Um, awesome. We have like five doors, like we're in eight locations, right, across the country and, and that's the expansion part of it. So, and we're with a hub that is actually not centered around a call center. Like we have four ISAs because we didn't want to build off that. So what we really wanted to build off was those um, met relationships. And we have something that we call the weekly rhythm um, because we didn't, you know, we don't want to just feed the agents, right? We want to teach them. Like, we just don't want to throw them fish. We want to teach them how to fish. So, um, so what we have is um, the weekly rhythm. Um, it's something that we launched like a few months ago, and it's going really well, and we've had really good response from it. And it's basically um, every agent in the country is doing the exact same thing. Like in the mornings, they go through their daily power-up, and then they're all out in their lead generating and doing the same type of lead gen, the same type of activities. And we have this philosophy of same, same goal, different role. And it's not just the agent that's doing the activity in the lead generation. I mean, it's the, and it's not just the hub, right? They're both participating, doing the same thing. And not only that, but the, the leadership is doing the same thing. Like, they're out lead generating for the growth part of the business. So, right. awesome. so yeah. That's awesome. I know you guys are um, with Keller Williams primarily. Are all of your expansion locations within Keller Williams as well? Yes. So yes. that that helps a lot on the recruiting side. I'm sure a lot of the leaders that, that at least your recruiters has taken recruit select at least multiple times, and then of course you're familiar with ESO as are we. So um, one of the things I'd like to do is do a, give a quick shout out to Keller Williams. If, if you're not with Keller Williams, which a lot of our audience is not, and you would like to take advantage of some of the training that they offer, Keller Williams is an open door company. So any trainings they offer, even at a local level when they have trainings, uh, events, and everything. I know that they're open to anyone coming and learning and engaging together and sharing, and I think that's such an awesome thing about Keller Williams. So just a quick shout-out to anybody that wants to go to an event. Feel free to reach out to someone in your local market that's with Keller Williams, or I'm sure, Krista, you'd love them to reach out to you or whatever source. You Google it online, you can find the events. But I've been to Recruit Select and ESO down in Austin in another event in Kansas City, and I learned a ton. So it's a yeah, great resource. And, uh yeah, and you know, um, actually, we just launched like Keller Williams just launched Career Visioning, and this was July was the first month that it came out, and it's replacing Recruit Select. So, oh, wow. um, 
I've already attended it um, once. I plan on going many more times, but I will say, like, um, they really dialed it down and made it more simplistic for us, and it's all, like, right there, whereas Recruit Select, like, I think you probably had to take it, like, a billion times before you really even had it sink in. So, um, yeah, I mean, Keller Williams definitely has an amazing um, university, and they are a company that's focused on training and really educating um, the That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, and a blessing to be part of that. And have awesome. those resources at hand at all times. Like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, they're yeah, they're phenomenal. I mean neither neither one of them, I mean me and Jeff and neither one of us are with Keller Williams and yeah, there's we have nothing nothing bad to say about them at any level because they're it's and it's a phenomenal company. It's great if you're if you're looking to expand a team or if you want to build a team, I mean that to me that's the the primary company to look towards. I mean Berkshire Hathaway obviously is great to you, Jeff. That is in due in large part to the amazing relationship you have with your local broker. Yeah. And as I understand it, Jeff, I mean that that broker is either is he the top broker, yeah. the local the individual broker within he's Berkshire? The, he's the number one broker in the country across every brokerage platform. Um, he has 500 agents under one location, so that's what yeah. helps him be able to say. Yeah, that. I was gonna say. So you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of, and I wouldn't say freedom, but uh, I mean, you have a really good relationship with the person who's the number one broker out of the entire company. That that's put put you in a pretty good spot. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah. All right. So Crystal, let's um, give me an idea, of kind of. Um, and this is one of the, the questions that I that I sprung on you, and I apologize, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, but I, I'm curious, just with the financial background, obviously you were brought in to help. Uh, you know, kind of take this wild, wild west, this whole expansion concept and things like that, and maybe uh, it sounds like probably install some financial controls, some common sense stuff that other businesses do that maybe real estate eh, probably gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, so, uh, so I'm curious about your role on the financial end, and, and maybe there's um, what I'm really curious about is, is there maybe a one to two things that you can point out that are areas that you guys really look at and monitor closely to keep your profit as high as it possibly can. Yeah, so um, when I came in, uh, like a lot of teams, like the accounting, the finances were outsourced, right? And so it was more difficult for the investors to have that real live, um, you know, information in the reports. So when I came in and, and we set up systems, basically we redid the, the chart of accounts, like we divided the divisions. Um, so we can see like this is what lead gen is doing, this is what um, ops is doing. And then we actually, um, the location expenses were kind of mixed in there. So now we, what we're trying is we pulled those out. So like if an individual location has something like um, that's lower, you know, that's further down on the list. And we've realized that we have to get more of a control on the locations, right? Because we have teams that, you know, are attaching themselves to five doors because they've realized that um, by attaching themselves they can go further faster with our system. Yeah. So a lot of times they have a ton of expenses. So we're, you know, that's one area that we have to look at and be able to say, you know, um, you know, can we cut this or, you know, we have this. So um, let's see about reducing the expenses there. But, um, you know, that's one area. And then, um, we, we do like to focus on the percent of the location expenses, also the cost of sale um, that's going out. Um, we try to keep that at a, at a 
you know, a certain percentage. And, um, you know, so we just keep our eye there. But um, having it separated and knowing how much each location is, um, you know, profitable in, that, that also is very important and gives us more focus. But what happens is we, um, to keep the owners, the leaders updated, we have a system. I send out a daily company dollar report every day so they can see, um, you know, how much income has come in for the month, um, how much is projected for the remainder of the month, um, where we are in expenses, what's our budget, where we, you know, are we in line there, and then what we're projecting for the profit. And so that goes out every single day. That's awesome. Do you get a lot yeah. of those numbers from Keller Williams Corporate? Because I know they account for a lot of those different transactions. I was actually in um, Austin on Friday and spent the day with Tim Heil. A lot of the Keller Williams listeners will know Tim. Um, I know he's probably done a lot in terms of masterminding with you guys as well. And uh, he showed me a few reports because he has five or six teams as well throughout Texas. And I was so impressed with the numbers and all the reporting that Keller Williams provides to him. And it saves them a lot of time. Are you taking advantage of that as well? Or do you guys you know, build a lot of your own reporting? Yeah, so um, I actually worked with um, the report gal at KWRI and said, you know, for expansion, like, we would love to see these reports. So, like, they came out with um, multi-year trends for us. So it's, it's the expansion team all grouped together. And then um, we asked them, you know, and it, it was the expansion team all together, like, because um, there's a mastermind group, and we were like, you know, what is it that we want to see from KWRI? Um, what can they give us? And so now they've broken it down. And um, I've even asked them and, and whatever, you know, what's nice about Keller Williams is like you can ask and like they are awesome about getting new reports together for us and yeah. different things like that. I mean, I can get a whole sales transaction for for the whole month. So I, I can look and do an audit of these are all the deals that closed in the month of June um, through Keller Williams, and I'm just going to match it with mine that I have yeah. through my books just to make sure that we're in line. So, yeah. So one, um, one thing I wanted to discuss with our audience is it makes, I think that there's a lot of advantages with expansion to stay within your brokerage's model because then there you at least know that when you expand, hopefully those brokerage locations, if they're following the franchise slash broker model, they'll be tracking everything the same way and you'll have similar culture. Uh, one of the things we did that's com completely contrary to what I just said is we don't have one expansion location that's within Berkshire. They're all actually, a lot of them are privately owned brokerages that we've partnered with. And from an accounting standpoint, it's a little bit more of a nightmare because we have to create a wheel. There's no wheel for us to plug those deals into. So I was really mm -hmm. curious how you guys handled that. Hey, switching gears here for a second. One thing I'm curious about, I know our listeners would be curious about. on your In your expansion locations, are you following the ESO model in that you own the expansion team or are you plugging into someone else that already is in that office, has a team, and you're simply helping provide value to them? So um, actually we have um, really large, really massive, and we just rolled them in. So example, we have the Shift um, home team. They're from Maryland. They're closing about 400, 450 units a year. And, you know, they are attaching themselves to five doors and, everything is running through our financials, right? So, I mean, they will still keep their branded information. Um, so they'll be the shift home team powered by Five right. Doors Network, right? right? right. Okay. 
but everything is coming through us um, financial wise. And um, so we are actually owning that. It's not, they're just paying us because I think some expansion teams um, just charge like a service fee. Right. um, And that's all they pay. But no, we're taking the whole thing. Um, But the reason like they're, they're attaching because you think like somebody that's doing 400, 450 deals, like, you know, what's going on? But they see, like I said, like, they see bigger opportunity because they are yeah. able to take on a whole region and have this opportunity. Um, uh, yep. to so they're so they're looking to scale and looking to expand their team, right. and they're saying, "Look, I, you know, this is the shortcut to all the systems already being built, exactly. so we can just start stacking in agents all across the region." Right. Exactly. Because okay. they were going to expand anyway, so yeah. why not just attach to five doors, right? Yep. Interesting. That's, and just so everyone knows, that's the same model that we're adopting. Um, I don't physically own any of our expansion locations. Um, they're plugging into our network, and our network provides them value. Krista, for you guys, and I know from an operations manager standpoint, you, I'm putting you kind of on the spot to answer this question, but what would you say are like the top three or four value adds that somebody that has a team of doing 400 deals a year, what, you know, why would they partner up with you? What, what would you say is, are the biggest value points that Five Doors offers them to come on board with you? Um, you know, I, I definitely think it's um, leadership training opportunity. Um, like a big team like that that joins, um, we ran the numbers with them, right? And, you know, they can expand. It would probably take them a little bit longer, but the opportunities within, as far as like a regional partner and where they can move within Keller Williams, like, they're going to expand and open locations with that right. within that region. So yeah. the shift team has taken on Maryland, D.C., and they're, you know, and I'm, I must say she's moving quick and fast. Like she's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm submitting launch applications for um, this location and this location awesome. by the end of this week. And I'm like, okay, bring it on. Like I'm super excited. So like, um, it's all there. It's all ready. And um, we have amazing leadership, um, and they're all growing. I mean, seriously, sure. like the leadership so, within yep. Halloween is amazing. So, so Tim, yeah. Tim Heil and I had this conversation Friday, and uh, we talked a little bit about it in our ERS management meeting yesterday. It surprises me because all the things you said, I also echo everything. I totally agree with you in terms of value, why people are getting on board with you and what you're able to do to help increase their business and the overall picture of where they want to go. It surprises me that brokers haven't taken advantage of that opportunity or seized that moment. And the reason that we believe, I I guess I'll speak for myself, the reason I believe the broker hasn't chosen to do that is because I think the broker is serving the percentile of agents that sells maybe one to five million a year. They're not serving the agent that's at five million and up. And so there's a lot of these agents out there that don't have big teams. They need the leadership, the quality, you know, the the training and all the extra things that we can provide to them, the administrative help um, at that higher level. But they're not in a place yet maybe where they can have a team that does a couple hundred deals a year or, you know, a team like mine that does 700 deals a year. And those types of agents, I think, are going to want more and more the types of services that both Five Doors and ERS provides. Are you seeing, like, who are you seeing as the typical best case demographic for the people that you're partnering with in your expansion locations? Are they the agents doing one million or are they the agents doing five million plus? Um, you know, we actually, we see both. Um, we have uh, folks that are are building or starting to build a team that are around that like $10 million mark. 
yeah. um, that are ready to go to that next level. And um, they're actually attaching and coming in as like a, a team leader of a location yeah. and building like that team can, um, we help that team go from like 10 million to like 30 million, um, 40 million, you know, yeah. we're going to increase, um, help them get there faster and quicker. Right. Um, and, and, and in return, like they're getting, you know, a piece, like they're getting an opportunity, um, um, a future opportunity. And then, you know, like I said, the, the megas are joining as well. Um, as far as like who, um, like if you're, li if someone's listening to this thinking, man, I want to jump on board with five door and be a part of this. Who, who do they need to be? Like, what does their business need to look like? Like, what if someone was doing? Any, honestly, okay, it, can be, um, it can be anybody. Well, I mean, we have. So, what we have is we have team leaders in the locations, and they're recruiting agents um, to join their their local team, right? And then we have regions that are out looking for um, team leaders um, right. to to focus on those locations, sure. and so, then those team leaders. Um, are being held accountable by the regional partner and then you have the investors um, focused on launching these regions and so like the megas tend to be like the regional partners they roll in as regional partners because they have bigger opportunities there but the, the that 10 million dollar mark like they have big opportunities right. as well would someone yes, be yes. would someone be able sorry matt um, would someone be able to be part of your network if they were happy doing 10 million a year and they didn't want to build a team they just wanted to continue doing what they were doing Let's oh, say they have... so you know we have standards um, that we have set and you know we want to help agents get to like you know doing one transaction to two transactions a month and so forth you know we want to know what their goals are and we want to help them hit this but we do have standards you know so what what we see is the team leaders are holding um, agents accountable to those standards, and if somebody isn't, you know, wanting to do those activities, they tend to just kind of go out, right? Yeah. They, they, they don't want to do the work. They right. want us to feed yeah. them the fish. So, yep. yep, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, and just so so that I understand a little bit better, um, going back to the the shift team that's doing you know four to five hundred uh, deals a year. So when they're submitting launch applications to launch new physical office locations, who is uh, who is putting up and fronting the money for that? Is it Five Doors because they're owning it, or is it the shift team and then then they own it? I'm sorry, you went out there. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's my connection, but I did not hear any of that question. Uh, Jeff, did you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got it. All. Um, okay. So it was uh, the offices that the shift team is opening. The one, the ones you mentioned that they're submitting launch applications for. Are they? Are these for offices for them to own, or are they submitting them and then Five Doors because they're investing in this team and now owns this shift team? Is Five Doors coming in and buying the office? Right. So um, basically, when they submit the application, like um, there is an agreement with um, the regional partner, and um, they get a piece of the opportunity. Right. So um, we still own like um, the the location, um, but they are seeing the profit. So gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, kind of similar to the original Gary Keller, how how Gary Keller expanded KW to begin with, with you know regional regional managers stuff like that, right? Yeah, and okay. you know, and the funny thing is, like, we have a map of the United States, and it is split out just like um, 
uh, Gary split it out, right? And, um, you know, we have a ton of opportunity right now that, um, you know, we're good. We have open, so. That's awesome. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So oh. how do you how do you get compensation from across state lines? Is it a referral fee, or do you own does, does Five Doors own it and they're licensed in that state, and so you keep the commission in Five Door and then you pay a commission to the agent that did the deal? So um, how we are set up is um, transactions close in Portland, Oregon. Um, it is an outside referral from that brokerage. Those agents are licensed in that office. Okay. Um, and they're just part of our network. And so it's an outside referral sent to Five Doors. Um, yep. Five Doors is a brokerage within the state of Maryland. And then we receive them and, yeah, we just yep. we just kind of class things out so that we know, you know, oh, that income was from Portland and these yep. expenses are from Portland. So we know this is their overall yep. income. Yep. That's exactly how ERS is doing it as well. Um, in terms of a CM, CM, oh my gosh, um, CRM. A, thank you, CRM platform. What do you guys make? Are you guys uh, holding your expansion teams accountable to using one specific CRM, or can they use whatever system they want? Okay, so um, as far as lead gen division, they have uh, Boomtown. Keep that the client here. Krista, Hi, start, division. Start, start over real quick from Boomtown. We lost you right after that. Sure. So agents um, join. We get we give them access to Boomtown. They get an account there. Okay. And then um, our client care division, the admin side, they're running CRM through um, Realvolve. And we're um, really developing that right now. Like, it's working but we have to make it scalable, right? As fast um, as we're growing and as large um, that we're going, we have to make sure that it's scalable across the country. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Realvolve. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dig into kind of a little bit more about your role. So what? Um, so what's your what's your big project at you know in your role in the operations side? What what are you working on right now to kind of help support the, the growth? Okay, so there's a couple things that um, we're doing right now, um, um, helping to build, um, and we're actually at the end of this one. So this is the marketing portal. So um, we are streamlining our marketing. Um, we're going to have this portal where the agents um, can have access to all the marketing at all times. Um, we'll have a VA that um, can, you know, a package is submitted and they um, assist the agent in getting all that um, creative. Kind of the creative, all the creative elements done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's all done. So, and it, it's going to be set so when they log in, their state required information is on all of their marketing. So that, okay, um, we're awesome. actually, yeah, we're near the end of that. Um, the other project, which I'm super excited about, because this is one of the biggest challenges that we've had, is like, tracking, tracking our numbers. Um, and I think like most, most teams probably have this like uh, challenge that we do, but because I've talked to several um, operations managers, but basically like you have this lagging data and you struggle with um, those leading indicators um, that deal with the conversations that the agents are having um, with the consumer. So it's like, it's the top of the pop pipeline, right? So what we're doing is we're going to create um, 
we are creating an app um, so that an agent will simply be out and about. They'll be able to have an app on their phone. They'll click on it. It'll come up. It's Number one, it has to be so easy, so simple for the agents because the, too many clicks and they're not going to do it, right? So because we've tested things. And, um, big big buttons know, and colors, like Greg McDaniel yeah. always says. Trial and error, trial and error. So um, we've done beta tests um, with the agents and stuff. So but, what are they? What are they inputting into it made themselves? So what we're going to do is the the first phase is probably going to be out and um, launched in the next um, three to four weeks. Um, it's basically like if they have a first, you know, they connect with somebody, they're just going to put their their name and the status, right? And we might ask a few other questions like they can fill that stuff in. Um, or if they've already had somebody that's in there that they just met, um, like last week, and let's say they set the appointment, they just open it up and click that they set the appointment. And what's happening in the background is building this pipeline for them, a tool that they'll be able to have at all times, knowing like you know what's coming up, what's in the works, um, and also it's going to be building um, and, and tracking their numbers for the week, for the month, for the year. So that you know, we can help them. Um, one, are are you hitting the standards? And two, are you hitting your goals? Because their goals, a lot of times, will be higher than our standards. So it, it's going right. to be great. And then from there, like phase two is like we're going to be like integrating it with like Realvolve and really going deeper. So that's um, the biggest project we got probably going on right now, and super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that I know Jeff had muted himself because of the phone, but yeah, we, so on our side for ERS, we do that by actually meeting with the expansion teams and with every individual agent one-on-one -on -one every week and mm -hmm. inputting, they have to track their numbers and then the success manager actually enters them in for them to try to avoid that, that exact thing you talked about, which is, you know, the one too many clicks and they're not going to do it. Right. Well, and the other part of that, like we had a system too, and it was just collecting the numbers. I don't know if you're actually getting, um, like, we we get the numbers, but can you validate those numbers, or are they just giving you random numbers, right? So yeah. this is actually like giving them, like they're putting in a name. Yeah, it has to be linked to a name. Yeah. yeah, it's linked to a name, yeah. and it's building their pipeline, and it's tracking all of our numbers. So like. Um, we're really excited about that because we've done the numbers thing and we do we have the team leaders they meet with the agents they get their numbers right now or um, we have beta tested like Google Forms going straight to their emails grabbing their numbers I mean quick and easy like Google Forms works pretty well but it's not it doesn't validate what their numbers you know um, are doing right so we're just taking it a step further and making um, the you know, a better tool for them. Interesting. I like it. Yeah, that, that's that's a huge, 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 huge problem. I know that's something that Jesse Garcia at Pipeline Wizard has been working on for a long time, is yeah, building out a tool. Are you working or have worked with them? We have worked with them, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Jesse's cool. awesome. I mean, the, the product yeah. that he has is great. I don't know if it uh, the structure of it may not quite work for expansion teams or may not give all the functionality that you want. Uh, but, if yeah, if you're like a local team or, you know, have a couple of offices or something like that, I mean, that's that's a, okay. a, a new way to get a lot of that functionality, especially on the on the pipeline tracking and reporting to know kind of what you're, what you're expecting in terms of, like, deal flow. A really, really good software product for that. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, this is uh, we kind of reached the end of uh, of our time. I know we could we could go on. I I, I think I maybe asked two out of the seven questions we that need I had. Hours. And, we yeah, actually I know. need to extend ten hours. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, all day, all day podcast. Right. All right. So, Krista, we're um, I, you guys have got eight locations, so I, I will ask you to list them all. But if somebody has referrals, where where are your main regions so that they can keep that in mind so that they have a referral to send, and and then who's the main person to kind of get in contact with to help them figure out who to actually get it, you know, pass that person over to. Yeah, so um, our main, so I would just say like our regional partners would be able to help them um, if they're looking in a specific region. We have um, Andy Green in um, the Portland region um, with a couple locations there. And then um, that's Andy Green or Andy at fivedoors.com. And then um, Raquel's in our Phoenix area. And she's got a couple locations as well. Um, that's Raquel at fivedoors.com. And then our Maryland um, region is Jennifer Schiff. Um, and it's Jennifer at fivedoors.com. Um, general, you could always email homes at fivedoors.com or just go to fivedoors.com and um, uh, find us there. Cool. And then if somebody, if, uh, if they're an operations manager for another team around the country and they'd like to mastermind with you or pick your brain about something, what's the best way to reach out to you personally? Sure. Um, you can. Lost you again. Um, Try that one more time, Krista. We lost no, you again. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Conven conveniently, your internet dropped right when you said your email address. Oh, sorry. No. Um, Say it no, one more time. Say it one more time. It's Krista at fivedoors.com, and that's Krista with a K. So K R I S T A at fivedoors.com. Perfect. Perfect. All right, and then uh, and then Jeff for the workshops and everything uh, like that. Obviously, they can reach out to you personally. But the best way for more information on uh, on the team building workshop that we do in the Omaha office with Jeff and and our, our two guys that are the success manager and the operations manager that unfortunately was not able to join us today, Kevin McGowan. Uh, so go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Go to the workshop page, and yep. you get all the details on that. And then Jeff, if somebody's interested in expanding with you, we do have some information on the website about what that looks like. Uh, but the best way once you go through that and if you want to really talk and, and get some questions answered Jeff what's the best way to reach out to you just, yeah just shoot me a Facebook message you can find me on Facebook at Jeff Cohn J-E-F-F-C-O-H-N you can also email Jeff at Elite Real Estate Systems .com. perfect all right guys well that's uh, we're gonna put a uh, put a ribbon on that one and call that one done I really appreciate you both awesome. uh, joining us and mastermind that was really good like we went really really in, de in depth on a couple of things that I think are going to be really valuable to anyone uh, that's in the circle of uh, team building or especially the, the expansion world uh, so with that we will say thank you very much guys for joining us appreciate it and uh, we'll see you guys on the next edition of the team building podcast thanks Matt thank you Krista thank I really appreciate thank it you. thanks for having me yeah bye-bye